Welcome to Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. Alongside Arturo Gomez, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, leadership lessons from Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Arturo, Deion Sanders yeah. is the talk of the college football world right now for what he's doing as head coach at Colorado. As we record on Thursday, September 21st, his team is 3-0. They went from unranked to 19th in the nation. And his method for how he's leading and created and transformed this team so quickly is a masterclass in culture and leadership. And what we're going to do yeah. is unpack this. So Arturo, what stands out to you the most or first about Coach Prime? I mean, there's so much there, man. This is, you know, the fact that we get to talk about leadership in college football and what, like, that's okay. That's my, that's my dream conversation here that we're having today. So um, it's just, it's fascinating. I mean, it, watching him is, will, I think, become a case study. Um, and, you know, to a lot of people, I think there was, there was a tremendous amount of brashness and maybe to some people there still is. I think the guy is incredibly honest. Um and I think some of the things that he's done right out of the gate have have fascinated me because, you know, through his honesty, he really used, you know, he used the transfer portal to to kind of clear the entire bench of that of that team. But but with the honesty proposition of telling people that um, that if they're not prepared to fight and they're not prepared to actually show that they have real value to bring to the team, that they should leave. And, um, you know, I, honestly, there's been there's other stories of of executives and, and business owners and leaders and military, um, you know, uh, scenarios that similar situations have happened. And it either it either is a motivating factor for those that want to stay or it's a complete signal to the rest of the people that they should be leaving. But, you know, there's there's a lot going on in every conversation that he's having with the media and any glimpse that you get to see into that locker room, you're seeing, you know, that this guy is, he's bringing, you know, the, the, the amount of manifesting and the amount of visioning that he's doing with his team is, is over the top. I mean, he's got these kids believing that they're going to win the national championship. And by the way, they, they, they very well might, you know, it, it's, it's one of those years right now that I'm sensing in college football that it's like, it's anybody, it's, it's open right now for anybody to take the take the challenge and you know what this guy's built a team of incredible incredible student athletes and uh i think it's it's going to be sky's the limit and every week i can tell you that the entire country is going to be focused on watching this guy coach and watching what the output of his is of his team yeah, so let's formulaically break some of this down. So when you're talking about what Deion Sanders did at the very beginning, Colorado was one of, if not the worst college football teams in the nation last year. So Deion Sanders, he's not only a winner, he's a Hall of Famer, and he is like a Hall of Famer of Hall of Famers. He, is, he has a different wing, as he likes to say. He's like, not everybody's like me. He is best of the best. So he brings a culture of winning to everything that he does. So when he came to Colorado, which has a culture of losing, he's like, I'm not about this life. I don't want this permeating what I'm doing. And to me, it was very similar, or we can um, take some 
corollaries to what Elon Musk did when he bought Twitter, where all of a sudden, boom, he's like, listen, 90% of you aren't going to be here. And he trimmed the fat and Deion Sanders did the same. And one of the things that I found so interesting is that Deion Sanders, and I'm paraphrasing here, said, culture doesn't matter. And so many of the skeptics out there said, there's no way this guy can be successful building an entire program all around the transfer portal because it's a bunch of disparate parts and there is no culture whatsoever. And Dion even says that. But the truth of the matter is, is there a better culture right now than what Colorado is building? Because, what? well, maybe not the best because you've got the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world who have this long lineage of winning. But this quickly... And what he did is he removed instantly all of the friction, the resistance, and he changed who we are and how we do things immediately. And when I look at professional sports, there are so many organizations that can't get out of their own ways. The Cleveland Browns are a phenomenal example of this. They're, they're a team from a culture standpoint. I think a lot of people would also say the New York Jets, where you look at the things that they do and things just don't seem to work out for them. There's a, there's a culture or a stink that just sort of permeates. And it's not necessarily just the players. As we both know, Arturo, leadership starts at the top and everything else permeates yeah. that organization. And Coach Prime went in here and Colorado had to put some money on the line that they didn't have. I believe it was like $25 million. Their boosters raised it. And all of a sudden, Colorado, not only are they must watch from a football standpoint, but their program is on the map. Their boosters, who's it's like a celebrity event now. And to yeah. me, this is such a wise way for a leader to come in and create a culture of excellence just like this. You know, listen, man, he, um, you know, I think one of the things with him is that he's, he, he's done it. Like, you know, he's asking these athletes to do certain things that the only person that really could ever ask them to do the things that he's asking them to do would be somebody that, that has done what Deanne has done. And so, you know, we've, you know, I think it was in our last one of our last episodes, we talk about, you know, walking the walk and, and, and leading by example. And so he's able to really come with a tremendous amount of confidence because, you know, if you ever had a chance to, to see Deion Sanders play when he was in his prime, there really wasn't many better. There, there was very few athletes on the planet that really could compare to him. And, you know, he still has that same confidence that he had when he was playing as, as a, you know, as a two sport, uh, professional athlete. And, uh, you know, I think that that's, that's one of the, that's one of the main reasons I think that, you know, he granted, he assembled a tremendous cast of, uh, talented athletes for, you know, this new, this new face, this new remake of, of Colorado football, but his, his confidence and the things that he's pushing these athletes to do and the things that he's asking them to do, all these kids know, that he's asking because he's done it and they have such faith that that he's created this this vision and this path for them that really is they're, they're not stopping until they get to the top and so it's uh it's it's pretty remarkable to see on a weekly basis so one of the things that you talked about is belief and what he is doing of transferring his energy, his knowledge, his belief, his level of excellence and execution 
to his team. And it's an interesting thing because just because you're the loudest coach doesn't mean that your team is immediately going to succeed because there's a large um, sample size of coaches who yell. There's players coaches. There's quiet coaches. There's all sorts of ways right there. But Dion is doing this in a way that is very on brand for the way that our current landscape is. Things are changing in the world right now from the pandemic to AI to the world of the way that NCAA and the conference realignments and the transfer portal, everything is differently. And there's going to be a group of people or schools or coaches that are going to say, this is the way that things are always done or that we've always done them. And a lot of the world in all industries are going to get passed by by the Deion Sanderses of the world. And quite frankly, it's why on my end, I'm all in on AI and leading from my perspective with my clients and the companies that I'm working with on ways that we can leverage these things to do more with less faster, to solve our problems faster. And Deion Sanders did such a good job of solving a problem faster than anybody else did in a way that the system wasn't supposed to be designed for this, but he went in there as a leader and says, all right, I'm gonna leverage the transfer portal in a way that nobody else ever has, and I'm gonna use the assets that I have to myself in my ability as a leader to elevate everybody else around me. And to me, that is such an important part of this is his ability to lead these men. And one of the things that stands out to me and people ask Dion, are you immediately going to go to the NFL? And once again, paraphrasing, essentially what he said is, I feel like college football is my gospel. He is making men. And there's a very big difference in the framing of we are just a football factory versus the way that he is instilling Um, lifelong lessons and fundamentals and ways of showing up as men for their families present and in the future. And to me, this is Leadership 101. It goes beyond the football field, but it actually elevates the football field by getting to the root of who these people are and making them better. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you hear some of these sound bites of uh, some of the things that he's saying, and it's, Listen, if I was a if I was a student athlete that you know had the capacity to go play on a team like that, I'd I'd want to go play for a guy like that, you know. And uh, you know, it's not you can you can tell uh, by the way that he's presenting himself that he's believable in every and everything that he's saying. And and to to consume some of those sound bites and some of those some of those words that have come out of his mouth that he's he really he cares about winning obviously deeply, but he cares more about developing these kids into productive uh, contributors to society to so that they become great fathers, they become great brothers, they become great teammates. And that's, that is, you know, that's, that's one of those critical pieces of leadership when, you know, when that leader is so focused on, on making sure that every one of those individuals becomes better. I mean, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the foundations of, you know, when, when you're in the presence of a true leader, that they, they are solely focused, not necessarily on just the accomplishment and on winning, but they're really, really focused on the development and the, the progress of the individuals that they're leading. And so I think it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. But, you, you know, the other thing is that you can tell 
that his beliefs and his convictions, they're so deep. They're, they're incredibly deep in the way that he's bringing this stuff forward that, you know, that's, it's a critical part of, uh, you know, transcendental leadership. It's like when you're really able to change things as quickly as he's done it, there has to be a belief system and there has to be convictions that, you know, are, are 100%. There, there can be no wavering. Everybody on that team needs to 100% believe that they're going to be the best. So Arturo, immediately when you're saying that, my mind goes to, cool, we as leaders would be wise to audit our own systems. What is the system that we have in place for developing our team members, not just in what we're doing in business, but holistically in life? And then number two, you also talk about a belief system in so much of workplace culture can just be work, 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 work. And I've talked about this over the years on this show where it blew my mind as I, I grew in my leadership and, and personal growth journey that I went the first 32 years of my life without someone ever saying the term self-awareness to me, that no one had invested in their personal development or growth systemically to then pass that along to me. And it blows my mind that some of these things aren't taught in terms of why is there not a curriculum around personal growth and development at every single company? Because I think about the clients that I've worked with and even my very first uh, coaching client where I didn't even have a website, I wasn't even a coach, just a CEO, saw the way that I lived on Instagram and said, Rob, will you help make my team better at business by being better at life? I was like, of course, I've lived this way for more than a decade. So that's how I stepped into being a coach. And the results we received over the months were transformational. And of course, their business elevated when their employees were happier, they're better equipped to deal with diver or adversity. And, and I can tell you, uh, Colorado, the chances of them going undefeated, it would be amazing if they do. But adversity is going to strike them. I know, I believe Travis Hunter, one of their star players, is injured right now. And there's yeah. no way Dion's going to say, listen, everyone, there's a reason why we can lose now. No, we all get to elevate ourselves right now. So I would encourage everyone to ask themselves, what is your way or system that you are developing everybody else around you? I'm curious your thoughts on this, Arturo. I mean, yeah, that's that's always going to be the challenge. I mean, I think it's it goes to, you know, it's personal personal energy, personal management. Um, you know, the belief of the team in terms of capabilities is is only going to sometimes going to only go as far as the leader, and so that's the critical importance of of you know bringing real energy, real vision, you know, real enthusiasm to. Uh, you know, to these opportunities when you get when you're in front of your team to be able to coach. But um, I think that's to me that's what it is. I mean, you you take that same team and you remove Dion in a few weeks' time, you're going to have a real problem. Uh, that that team is not going to be necessarily uh, as productive, self managed. You know, they're gravitating toward this towards this you know individual who's incredibly charismatic, incredibly charismatic, and he's got a plan. It's, you know, he's got a plan, he's prepared, he's bringing the energy, he's bringing the confidence. And, um, 
you know, and so some of those things are a little bit more difficult to put on paper to put a process behind because it's it's really down to the human level. So, you know, it's like, is there is there process around it? Yeah, we got to be really, really prepared. We have to have systems. We have to have process. Um, you know, all that stuff helps create some redundancies. It creates some some opportunities to, you know, reinforce the system. But, you know, a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, leadership or a lot of success within the team environment is really dependent on, you know, the individual that's there. And it's and listen, he's he's shown tremendously like what what bringing a true leader into a situation can do. Put aside his tactics of how he's actually how he's gotten there and, and bringing in the transfer portal and stuff like that. You know, I've I've been I've been a you know I've been a part of in the past where situations where you know whether I was brought in or I had to step away for a minute, you know, and there's there's times where that vacuum of leadership has a real uh, real negative effect. So my my recommendation is to yes make sure that there are systems and process in place, but um, you know make sure that there's succession. You know, if you can, if you can find other teammates in the organization that you think are going to have the same vision or that are going to be able to bring that same energy and charisma to the table, um, I think that's a better uh, way to maybe safeguard the the continued success of a team is making sure that there's always a number two that's there and ready to kind of step in in, in those type of situations. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I'm hearing what you're talking about becomes time horizon. And I think that's one of the things that's been so impressive about this is how quickly he's been able to not only establish his culture of excellence, but the way that they do that, because I know in my own growth journey or for anyone, it's more like cooking a chili where it takes some time and you let that simmer and things are marinating and building on top of each other. So yeah, maybe Colorado over four years or a decade could get to this point. And instead, boom, it's like right out of the gate, they beat TCU, a team that was in the national championship game. It's like, how did this happen? Which is almost like shooting lightning in them. And as you're talking about the transfer of energy to the number twos, as leaders, we would love to be able to pour ourselves out of a situation. And Dion's doing this, but for a lifelong horizon of, I'm going to turn these football players into men. And that's what's so interesting about this is he's planting the long-term seeds, but, there's having, but they're having micro success right out of the gate. And by design, personal growth and development and leadership is something that is typically a longer term process and to see this happening so quickly, you would hope that this belief is elevating other leaders to levels they didn't even know were possible for themselves to where they can then, even without Dion, be the ones who rise up the rest of their team because uh, we see this in college football all the time that if you remove the head coach, uh, oftentimes you're, you're in big trouble if he's the entire system as opposed to, is your machine so good that it can run without you? Maybe the standard's not going to be as high, but still a certain level of excellence. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the this succession kind of redundancy. I mean, listen, the real real teams that have success, whether it's in the corporate space or on the athletic fields, um, it's it's obviously Dion is is a is a extremely powerful singular piece, but
but the the people that have real success, there's a, there's a team around those individuals, and um, you know they they mentioned it. I think it was the sixty sixty minutes, um, uh, you know, uh, piece that they did on him last week actually, that he in addition to being able to bring tremendous athletes through the transfer portal to Colorado, he also brought a ton of coaches with him. You know, he brought some of the, you know, some guys that, you know, he pulled some people out of Alabama. He pulled some people from, you know, really from all over the place. And again, it was an assembly of uh, a cast of leaders that he needed to fulfill this mission. But, you know, and so I think it's, uh, it's, you know, to the, to this, you know, concept of, you know, how do we continue this, this type of pace or, or safeguard ourselves from kind of falling behind, you've got to make sure that there's people within the system that, uh, believe and that can uh, continue to help support the process because there's not one person that can that can maintain that type of consistency and energy all the time without people around them to help. 100%. So now time for our action item or takeaway. And for me, the action item is all around auditing your personal growth and development systems, the ways that you are making your team better. Are you doing anything on top of just the worker business side of things? Do you have a repeatable system to build leaders within your organization that will help them like Dion's doing, making them better men and women holistically for their entire life? Arturo, what about you? What's your action item or takeaway? So my action item is there's two things. One, I want uh, people that are really interested in, in trying to understand a little bit more about why we're calling this a case study. Go on Google and just look up Deion Sanders and his leadership like sound bites. It, it's, there's already, you can already see that tons of people are searching it because it, it populates immediately. So I think you're going to find there's there's this guy even though he's he's got this confidence level that he's bringing some real truths but there's there's so much good stuff that he's already dropped that you can pick up and then the other thing i would tell you is to watch colorado play this saturday watch colorado play this saturday because what we're what we're witnessing i'm telling you is it's gonna this is this is kind of history in the making and from a lot of regards i think there's people that may not even like college football that are taking note to what this guy has been able to do. And I think it's, I think it's fascinating. And I think every week that goes by is going to be a little piece of history. 100%. And Arturo, one of the fun things about us recreating this podcast and getting the party started again is we have decided to invest in a few things. One, creating micro content from our episodes where you chop out little 60 second magic moments or vignettes that we publish in our leadership DNA LinkedIn group or page, I guess you would say. And we are getting a ton of engagement specifically with your community, Arturo, the people who are saying, I love Arturo's perspectives. I want more of them. And it makes me smile seeing this because I'm seeing uh, the way that others view you as a leader from the outside. And even though this is brand new for us, and I think as of right now, I don't even know if we have 100 people in the page, but that's okay because this is an organic thing that we're doing to give back to others. And this is sort of a overt, 
Uh, if you're not following the Leadership DNA LinkedIn page, we would love for you to follow it and interact with us. And then number two, Arturo, I'm curious on your thoughts on what you're seeing from the group because we're posting anywhere from three to four pieces of content from each episode and people are legitimately engaging in a large amount of them. Yeah, no, listen, man, it's, it's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. It's, I think, you know, you and I are both speaking from, from the heart and from passion and we, we are genuinely very, very interested in this subject. And, uh, if it's creating some additional dialogue and, and conversation, I, I, I love it. And, you know, the fact that if people value some of the things that, uh, you know, that I've said, you know, hopefully it helps, hopefully it helps. I and mean, we're going to keep doing it. And, you know, we just hope that people continue to get some value from it. Yeah, 100%. And my suggestion would be is if you have not connected with myself or Arturo on LinkedIn, please do so. Send us a, a, an invite uh, drop a mention that you listen to the Leadership DNA podcast uh, because we would love to be able to help you on your journey because one of the beautiful things is this is a network. We do build relationships. We are looking to find ways to work with people, partner, collaborate, introduce people to each other, whatever it is. This is an open forum for us. We just want to help you. Arturo, where can everybody connect with you? Best place is going to be on LinkedIn, Arturo Gomez. And on my end, you can hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn at Rob Crassy.